Welcome to the Off the Road Again podcast. I'm Chris. I'm Ross. I'm Judy. Uh, this is our podcast about anything, everything off-road. I just realized that in the show notes, we have those things reversed, and they've been reversed for 89 shows now, I think, probably, that I say them. Yes. Different. Anyway, one of us should okay. probably adjust that. Uh, as always, we're socially distanced. It's the only way we've ever done the show. Like, we did it before it was cool. Uh, not cool. Terrible. Trendsetters. Um, as always, I'm still in Kansas City. Ross is in Connecticut, and JD's in Colorado. So we've got three time zones again. <laughs> yep. Seriously. It's worse for Ross at this point. So it is. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it, I, yeah. Get, uh, I get the bad end of the deal on that one. I mean, and I mean this in the nicest way as possible. You look tired. So. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, we're, we're mid move right now. So that's, oh, that's the majority of it. Year. I get it. Yeah, and condolences and in advance. We didn't reference last week, but you've shifted walls. I'm actually in the same apartment. Right, but like <laughs> I just had did, to go upstairs. Okay, I was just saying, like, yeah. did you turn sides <laughs> of the table? Like, no. Normally, table he has a completely I'm... taupe wall behind him that is yep. zero reference. Where mine's yeah. oh, that, of, like everything's a lie. It's all a lie. Exactly. Yeah. 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 No, the table has been relegated to just purely packing. So. Yeah. I totally understand. So uh, there is industry news and I didn't read any of it, which my work day job will enjoy that I didn't touch on any of this. So (laughs) yeah, well, that's something they should know. (laughs) So for the first time in forever is the appropriate way to say it. There's a new Tundra and the new Tundra has a lot of new things and it's not just new platform and carryover engine with new looks. Uh, so base engine is a 3.5 liter twin turbo V6, 389 horsepower, 479 pound-feet of torque. Uh, there's an electric assist hybrid, which adds a some kind of motor-based bell housing and a huge battery under the back seat. And I can't see the power numbers because of the thing. And brings it to 437 and 583, which is the most <laughs> torque. And that's a lot of, a lot of torque. Um, that's a ton of torque. It's a lot of torque for it's the most in class. And as far as I know, like the most of anything, that's not a full diesel, you know, like a Duramax or Cummins. So the, the only point I have so far is the F-150 with its brand new EcoBoost way back in the day was 422 horsepower and 465 pound feet of mm-hmm. torque and like 2013 mm-hmm. and eight years I mean, we're down on hp like <laughs> yeah but the thing is for toyota it's probably very understressed i hope they're probably I, looking for you know quarter million miles out of these whereas who knows what ford's duty cycles are well but and the big he- early eco boosts had a reputation for throwing coil yes. packs and stuff like that, but like and, the uh, carbon buildup. I don't know about the newer ones. I haven't done any research on those. Well, also, I can't they, afford a new one. Flush them out by now. Yeah, that too. <laughs> that too. So now the big headlines are 12,000 pound towing capacity, which is kind of mid-class, not really anything spectacular, but everybody likes to make the point and just, you know, having towed fairly heavy loads, like, you don't really want to tow 12,000 pounds with a 1500 series truck. It's not really a pleasant experience once you're over like eight, even if the truck can handle it. Cause then you start to worry about brakes and the chassis. It seems like it's every dude who's driving between me to JD on I-70 
in their halftime totally trailers. Wrong. Yeah. Dude, they're all over the place between us. Like it's ridiculous. They're invasive. <laughs> so the other uh, the other important things to know about the new Tundra are coil spring out back. So following Ram, which they did in 2010. <laughs> hey for toyota that's about on time yeah yeah, a little late to the party but you know the new looks are kind of divisive um from afar it could possibly be a titan or you know the prior tundra just smushed a little bit and there's a new trd pro the trd pro has some really really interesting uh details to it there's a digital camo trim on the seats and even the fender liners the actual plastic fenders have digital camo on them oh my gosh i i gra- i pulled an interior shot but i hadn't found the digital camo yet on the yeah you can't really see it in that picture but it's, it's you know it's a very fine detail and the, the only other thing i can think of that comes close to as odd on a seat detail is when ram had the rebel with the toyo at2 pattern in this in the seat backs <laughs> I don't know, so it's like if you change the tires your seats and your tires don't you know, match you know, mismatched so yeah that's the new tundra um the blue like okay i know i know looks are subjective and but holy <laughs> crap why it was it, it, oh, i hate that grill it's, <laughs> it's, it's the whole front end the, the like yeah, it just looks like a giant nose driving on the street. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's not good. And supposedly that's you know, it's got the blue badge. That one that we're looking at is a hybrid and all of those cheese grater like openings are actually designed to flow Shutter. air into something that helps with the hybrid. But sounds like a ram from about 2014. Yeah. Yeah, or the Chevy Flowtie. <laughs> Sounds like marketing. That too. And confirm. So, like, I, I'm not in the market for a Tundra. I'd love a, a full size pickup again. We have too many kids to make one feasible. Like, it's horrid looking. And I like Toyotas. Like, I'm a Toyota guy. I mean, I drive a Suburban, but what? Yeah, I. I... I really hope that it's a case of pictures don't do it justice. Dude, that you know, blue or, is like the blue's pretty, but like the shape of the truck in that color is no. Mm, like well, the problem is the truck is blue, and then there's five acres of chrome real estate up front. So it's not a blue truck unless you're looking at it from the side or the back. So like the, the TRD red and the off-road trim, like okay. I kind of get it. Still a bit much. Yeah. Anyways, let's move on. Uh, Ford. Let's talk Ford. So we're not starting with the Bronco for the first time in a long time. We're starting with the Expedition Timberline, which I blatantly left out of the show notes. So they're doing this Timberline trim. It's kind of the equivalent of like a wilderness trim, or I, I guess they're trying to emulate the Trailhawks, but the Timberline has the same 3.5 liter twin turbo EcoBoost V6 that's in all of the Fords. Uh, The truck gets like black wheels, bumpers, skid plates, and that's it. Well, ground clearance is higher, right? Ground clearance is higher, but 
they didn't say if that was due to suspension or just they tires. just move stuff around like yeah i couldn't find anything <laughs> on that so i don't know it, it, nobody's going to take these things off road it's going to be a you know street queen well and um, the mr levine mr ford trucks himself pointed out like you could add a package to get like the cargo stuff up top mm-hmm it's a Yakima rack. <laughs> it's a Yakima rack. It's probably the exact same rack that came on the uh, on the Heritage, Heritage edition. edition. And it's also probably unreachable for anybody who's not seven feet tall. Uh, so I can get it. You're seven feet tall. <laughs> also, I will point out. You too, JD? Uh, shit, I'm the short guy again. Buy a shirt for Dan. Oh, my God. So the yeah, screen so, is okay, massive big screen. inside. Yeah. It's the same screen as the Mustang Mache. I, I'm good with this. Like this, is at least like, yeah, I hadn't and, actually seen the 2022 Expedition updated front end. Like I like the front end. Like it's, it, and then they it, just add orange stuff. It looks like the Ford front ends from like five or 10 years ago. Yeah. You know what it looks like? Fussy. It looks like. What they've done to this expedition, what that guy that I showed that Suburban to you, what was that last week or two weeks ago, mm-hmm. where I'm like, hey, maybe this is what I'll turn my Suburban into. Yes. It looks like Ford did yep. what I'm thinking already. Yep. And so when I can grab a hold of one of these used, yeah, sure. We'll go ahead with it. Great. It I'm, takes the work out of doing it yourself. Yeah. So. I, still, I still need to get some 18s and some all-terrain tires on that. Should. Yeah, you the do. freaking 22s are killing me. The... Why'd we buy the UConn. top trim level? Because <laughs> it's got all the fancy stuff. It does. You fancy. <laughs> so, so that's the uh, that's the that was Ford's probably well, biggest news, but the most exciting news was that Bronco Raptor is official. They've they've made it official. It's coming in 2022, and we don't really know anything else other than uh, the name still makes absolutely no sense. Uh, Hippogriff. It's half a horse. It's half a bird of prey. It's a hippogriff from Harry Potter. I've been making that uh, joke for a year and a half. I want fucking credit. <laughs> I'm stealing that. <laughs> You're not getting credit, but I'm stealing that. Somebody, I, I saw somebody on. She watches this. Yes. Yeah, I saw somebody on Twitter do it today, and I was like, "God damn it, that's my joke from like 18 months ago." Like, I want to go through my Twitter timeline and find where I've made that joke multiple times. Yeah, so. I want to go to the press event and just ask which half is Bronco and which half is Raptor. <laughs> <laughs> So the top half is Bronco and the, hopefully the bottom half is Raptor, right? That's that just, not that's what we want. We want suspension. Like that's not a pretty animal, whatever it is. No. <laughs> so yeah, so that's the news. The the best part is Bronco Raptor was literally thrown in as a like an oh by the way. Yeah. <laughs> like reality is nobody except the dealers are going to care about the expedition timberline because they'll be able to sell it, you know, for a couple grand more than a base expedition, and it probably only costs a few hundred bucks more at invoice, but everybody cares about Bronco Raptor because everybody cares about Bronco and kind of still cares about Raptor. So I think some people are getting very frustrated with Bronco though. I like there are people that have been waiting for 18 months after they placed their order with no hope in the future of seeing their vehicles. And then Ford is now going, Hey, check out the next one. Like, is that a, that feels a very Tesla move right there. It's like a not really a bait and switch, but it's like a, hey, look over there, the shiny thing. Right. Where yeah. So oh my uh local dealer who has had the Broncos coming window graphic up for 
18 months now (laughs) (laughs) now has a picture up of maverick switched to like a maverick truck thing i didn't i drove by it and i saw it out the corner of my eye and i was like well that was a maverick front end so i'll just but Mm -hmm. at least it doesn't say bronco is coming anymore yeah right that was the during the pandemic like it kind of made sense that everything i shouldn't say during the pandemic like we're still in the pandemic but like Mm -hmm. at the height of the pandemic it was like okay Anyway. Only thing that's gotten delayed that much is the new James Bond movie. So, which I'll wait till it hits a service. Yeah, exactly. Anyways. Is that Warner Brothers? Can I get that with HBO Max? Like, yeah, seriously. <laughs> I don't know. I'll I'll pay to see that. Happy to happy to pay for a Bond movie. Yeah. Anyways, I'll You're touch up. on my updates very quickly. We spent a day in the woods on Saturday with my brother's Can-Am Maverick and my dad's Players Razor and had one of the most difficult trail days we've ever had. It was mostly like in a valley and we've had historic levels of rain here. So it was an absolute mud fest and it was kind of uncharted territory for us. And it was probably the most amount of spotting I've ever had to do over like a three mile stretch. So it was a wild shit show. Um, very muddy and have to go back, you know, try to keep exploring. So that's the, uh, that's the rundown on that. And then yesterday, the fleet company swapped out the C8 Corvette loaner for the Yukon Denali, which has a base price of 74 or so. And, or no, uh, 71 and it's 84 as stickered with the options it has the denali ultimate package which i'm still not really sure what that is and it has the diesel so, so the most exciting parts the diesel i need to find an image real fast to, to make my point and just um, move my wallet further away from the computer <laughs> <laughs> yes no seriously like it's it, it I haven't really driven it enough to give it a full evaluation yet, but it has the kind of presence that feels like the price. Whereas recently I had a, you know, just shy of $51,000 Nissan Pathfinder. And that seemed like it could have been 35 or 40 and still been effectively the same vehicle. So curious to hook up the trailer to the Denali this weekend, see how it does. Uh, it it, de- it it clatters. It still clatters like a diesel. And it's, you know, it makes all the diesel noises and has all the diesel torque down low. And it's just, it's such a polarizing experience because by now, like a full-size SUV, you're just so used to either twin turbo V6 or, you know, a big V8. And what is that a picture of? So this is something that, it, it's, and since both of you guys are a little more Jeepish, a little more rock crawly, I wanted to ask your guys opinion on this this is the back end of a yukon at4 and my mind can't get over how low these lower i'm assuming it's a lower control arm right it looks like it It looks like it's an arch control arm but like not going anywhere with that right like this is the at4 like this okay and but every tahoe has the same arm on it like Mm -hmm. I, when I see him in traffic, like my brain is like, why is that lower than everything? Like, yeah, you hit. A yeah, rock. I mean, if you want to find a perfect example of how badly they can do it, look at where the rear shocks are mounted on the ZR2. 
they're mounted like inset and then drop down one in front one behind the axle and it's literally the first thing to get blasted by a rock there's like effectively no protection and it, you know it's an off-road truck so we won't really touch on that um yeah anyways last update on me is there are the beginnings of talks on tires for the jeep so when i bought the jeep it had or still has 285 KM2s on it, which are, in my experience, not a spectacular winter tire. Uh, they, in all fairness, I had them in like a, you know, pizza cutter tall skinny on the Forerunner that I had them on, but they were a little bit hairy. So, and these were really not fun. No, I those no. set of tires I had on my JK, they were not fun. I you had them too? Stopped. And you switched to, you have a Dura track now, right? Those are the best snow tire I've ever had. Yeah, for me they are. Yeah, yeah. I had them on Ross, it. what's on it right Avalanche. now? Uh, they're uh, BF Goodrich Mud Terrain KM2s. They're KM. 280, yeah, okay. two eighty five seventy seventeen. So have begun talks with the company to test out an all terrain for it. So we'll see what pans out. You know, looking forward to it. And that's it. Those are all my have, updates. You have the size of the eighteen that I need too, right? Yeah. <laughs> if it works hey, out, I'll, I'll loop you in. <laughs> so this is a JK heavy podcast tonight. It is a JK uh, heavy podcast. We're going to talk all about JK so once we get to JD's. My <laughs> my, my update is I don't really. I literally. I'm still. I can't decide on leveling kit for the suburban or not. I need to raise the nose because it drives me fucking nuts. But Just um, they're all the same. It's a piece I, of metal. It's I two know. keys that lift the body and the frame. And we, we won't get into the specifics of why I haven't spent the oh, small no, amount we, of money. Oh, no. You have Magnaride. Actually, yeah. no. It should be the same. It it sits below the shock for a leveling kit. But it, anyway, it just... There's other stuff. I want to talk about Musto and Alana's show because we had them mm-hmm. both on the podcast, two separate episodes. Holy crap, it's way more entertaining than I thought it was going to be. That's a freaking build. And like... I don't think... Like, they told us they did stuff to the Suburban. Mm-hmm. But like... The second episode, like bell housings, drive shafts. Yeah, they're having custom drive shafts made for the thing. Like that's in depth. So if you guys haven't watched this yet, it's on. Oh my god, I can never remember which H. Haggerty. Is it Haggerty? No, Hemmings. 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 Um, Mike normally gives me a hashtag. Yeah, Hemmings. Yeah, it's on Hemmings. Um, it's on Hemmings YouTube channel. The first episode's hilarious. Uh, I laughed out loud a couple times, actually, um, mainly because probably we talked to both Mike and Alana and I heard stories. And then when she says things in the episode, it's even funnier. Um, there is a bit that happens every time Alana gets in the driver's seat. Mike seems to forget that she needs to move the bench seat forward. And I absolutely hope it lasts the entire series of him never remembering yep. that Alana has to move and the seat s- forward. trying to scoot it forward because it's a bench, <laughs> so they have to scoot the whole thing if at the, the same time. The whole thing goes forward. Yeah. But it it has absolutely re-sparked my interest in an old square body suburban for sure. Killer um, truck. When I was at LMC truck, that's all the, that's all I could think about was like a 91 GMC Suburban because those mm. have cruise control. Nice. Um, so fancy. And fancy. then if you like don't really care about it, but like I would want it I would, very much similar to like what they got their hands on. Like, I don't care what the outside looks like as long as it's like mostly solid, mm. but I want the interior to be nice. So like, it's not really a rat rod. What would that be? Like, like a Presto 
build. I better do it soon though, because it's going to be three times the price in five years. Have you met everything right now? Everything is gone. Fuck. That's (laughs) true. (laughs) Yeah, it's bonkers. Absolutely bonkers. Yeah. So So, that's my update. Go watch Mike and Alana having fun in a square body. Yep. Do it. So anyway, so JD. Yes. Trails off road rider. So let's get into it. So the first thing I'm curious about is how you got into off-roading and then subsequently to the point of writing full-fledged like trail reports and scouting reports, because there's a big, like a huge Delta between like, I'm just going to poke around in the woods and I'm going to, you know, be somebody who literally documents full trails. You know, so for me, it rolled back to a place of frustration. Um, I, in 2015, we moved to Colorado and I had a 20 year old TJ and we went out to hit some trails left and right. I was having a great time with that. Um, and then one day on a relatively reliable, I thought at the time site for Colorado, um, I was directed to a trail that had been closed for more than a decade. Um, and <laughs> decade? Back, Holy shit. Yeah. And getting back to a regular trail was going to be another two to three hours. Um, so we had to drive around. It was, I was, I was really upset that day. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then that kicked off a web search when I got home. Uh, and that's when I found out about Trails Off Road and the guy who started that site. Um, and he had a few people working with him. Uh, there wasn't a whole lot yet, um, but we had an idea. And he had kind of run into a similar situation with the exact same website and had a similar idea. But let's get it a little bit deeper. Let's make some uh, more, inform- get some more information, make more information available to people before they go out. Um, and that's what we started doing. Uh, between Todd and, and us as a group, we've all kind of come up with uh, what we use now for our template when we go out to try to find, get pictures and stuff. Uh, we're trying to make sure that we give people enough information without overwhelming them. Uh, but that data collection, it's, it's no joke. Yeah, it, it seems pretty rigorous. So for everybody who, who doesn't know of Trails Off-Road, first of all, you should. Uh, second of all, it's for those of us who... <laughs> that's a great picture for those of us who are like this is my dog's face yeah <laughs> but it, people who like have gotten into hiking know all trails and you know we have hike the hudson valley and it's literally like step-by-step pictures of where the trailhead is where like the waypoint is where to turn when you come to a junction and you know if you're unfamiliar with territory it's an unbelievably helpful tool and i actually used it um, we were in Colorado in the very beginning of April and we did Switzerland trail and oh, yeah. I had never done any trails in Colorado and we were in my best friend's Tacoma and it was just us. So, you know, brought up trails off road and literally just like every step of the way, just looked at where we were and what to do. And it was, you know, absolutely killer for unfamiliar territory. Um, well, and I will give you actually that video that you were just showing as an, uh, as an example, um, so when I went out to this particular trail, A, it had just opened that year from the BLM, so no one had really been out on it legally anyway. Um, and my wife does not do shelf roads, just doesn't do it. So if you look real close in some of the footage from here, you'll notice that she's not in the Jeep because she's sitting back out of the, out of the Jeep. And when I have the opportunity to look at trails before I go, and go out there, I can actually make sure that those things aren't going to be a problem. Because the last thing I want to do is a panicky passenger of any kind. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, that's never that's not good for anybody. No. So so you is 
who's piloting the drone? Um, so that is the American ingenuity of the Skydio. Um, the Skydio is it, the Skydio drone. If you've never heard of it before, it's from an American company that makes them. The Skydio Two uh, is uh, about a DJI level mm -hmm. camera, uh, 40, uh, 40 frames. Excuse me, four uh, K with sixty frames per second, um, and the footage ends up coming out really great. Uh, but the best part is, is that it flies itself. That's um, and most of the time that, that works out. Um, <laughs> and when was, it doesn't, it really doesn't. It, it, when it doesn't, it really doesn't. Um, I was actually out on Sunday. Uh, we got some of the leaves are starting to change here. So it's just getting some fun video. Mm -hmm. And um, I, the last part of my day, I crashed. Uh, and I just looked back and all of a sudden it was gone. Uh, and it said that there was a problem. So I stopped the Jeep and it's laying in the middle of the trail. Uh, and it just hit a branch that it should have been able to see. Uh, but they've been pretty good about that kind of stuff before. So uh, they actually, they'll actually warranty your place it if their drone failed to avoid an obstacle. Oh, wow. That's, I mean, that's impressive confidence. Yeah. It is. That picture that Chris just had up or was like hovering over of the dashboard of your yeah. setup with your, you know, tablets and he, mapping. You if you go Not further that down, actually. That guy. Yeah, I'll get there. Yeah, that's the one. So, yeah, I mean, that's a, a ton of stuff. So what's the process like <laughs> when you go through it, when you run a trail, what's your process? How, uh, how intensive is it? Um, so it's streamlined now uh, because I've been doing this for five years, almost six years. Um, so I, I kind of got a real good rhythm going. And if I'm honest, I could, I could do everything I needed to do um, with just an action cam um, and a cell phone. Oh, wow. Uh, I mean, it, it's really more about the data that you collect and all of the gadgets that I've added over the time are just to make my life a little bit easier mm -hmm. because I'm usually collecting multiple trails in a day. Um, if, if I'm going to drive an hour and a half to two hours to get to a trailhead in an area, may as well make it worth my while and get, you know, three or four trails in there and, and get as much packed into that day as I possibly can. God damn, uh, I, I can only dream of that. <laughs> <laughs> well, but that takes up all of my time and I love it. I love doing it, but it takes up the whole day. Mm. Um, and the, the number of times that I come home after dark um, and I get that look like, really, you stayed all, all day? Really? <laughs> like I was working, I promise. I was working, see? Yeah, yeah. it's just after getting data. after getting information. Yeah, that's pretty cool. What's going on with your gauge cluster? I'm, I'm eyeing that through the, uh, through the steering wheel there. It looks like a JL cluster. Yes, it, it's well, it, it's actually, it, I think it's cooler than a jail. Um, it is the Caro Botar, Caro Botar. I'm not, uh, I'd have to pull up their, it, they're linked to in that particular picture. Um, okay, I'll take a look. Yeah, and what it is, is a digital dash. It, you take out, and I did that one myself. Um, I'm not really a, a car person in any way, shape or form, but I was able to pull that out and do that all myself. Oh, uh -oh. Maybe not. <laughs> Maybe I can't do anything. Maybe. Maybe I shouldn't still be sharing. Oh, no. you. Yeah. you just got blocked on Instagram. See, what did you do? <laughs> um, here, wait one second. I can show you. Yeah, that, I've never seen that before on a JK, so that's so, pretty yeah, freaking cool. Out of my top five, it, it's, it's, out of my, it's probably my top five upgrades. Uh, it's visually nice. Um, it's much nicer than the old cluster that I used to have. 
uh, it's actually kind of hard to imagine it when I see it uh, sitting on a shelf sometime, like I really drove around with that. Um, it's got some cool stuff. You can change the pictures and the background and the mode. Um, I had a guy from Australia actually customize it. So that, you know, change the color of the Jeep to match and stuff like that. Oh, that's so cool. And it has an intro logo when it boots and all that kind of jazz. So yeah. Oh, there, that's a perfect picture. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's so good. Yeah. So it's, so- it's a little pricey, but I, I, I really like it. It's really well mm-hmm. Excuse me. What are your other, uh, since I'm very new to JK land, what are your other <laughs> tops for things to uh, do? In the picture there, you probably saw uh, where my camera was at. There's a um, digital mirror. Uh, as soon as I put a tire on, as soon as I put mm. a tire carrier on, as soon as I put a tire back there and some rotopacks, I can see nothing. Yeah. Um, so the what I did was a couple years ago on Amazon, yeah, there you go. Um, they were just kind of, you know, from all the different Chinese companies. Uh, there's a few companies now, American companies that are making them as Jeep, you know, replacements for the mirror, uh, but it's pretty factory looking. Uh, I just, you run a wire for the backup camera uh, and you just run it constantly as opposed to just running it from backing up. Mm-hmm. That's pretty cool. It's, it's high, oh yeah. High, it's got a DVR built into it too. And as somebody who got this Jeep because of an accident. Oh, oh no. With the TJ? Um, no, I'd had a, a Jeep Liberty through a, a family member and uh when i got hit on the highway here and they totaled it out so that became the yellow jeep nice oh i mean i'm not complaining these days no that's all fast (laughs) yeah the jeep looks like it's been the jk at least has panned out pretty well for you i use the hell out of it i'll tell you that yeah how many (laughs) how many off-road miles do you have on that thing so i don't know that i could answer that specifically um i actually was thinking about that earlier today if i could pull a report all the ones that i have i can't i know that last year uh in 2020 it was about 12,000 13,000 miles oh my god Uh, well we had a couple i I should preface that too say we had a couple big trips um since everybody was kind of locked down and really couldn't do anything we just kind of went out by ourselves uh rented a hotel room and uh we went to drummond island we spent four days there in michigan Michigan. Um, yeah. I've heard good things. Trails. Yeah. Um, and then my dad lived in Kentucky. And when I went down to see him, I did some stuff down there, uh, land between the lakes. And uh, we're going to head back Midwest early in next year, probably do something in Indiana, check out that off-road park they got over there, maybe a few other things. Cool. But Very it's, cool. It's all about, if I'm going somewhere, um, chances are, unless I've been told by another party in this household that I'm not allowed to, um, I'm going to try to find out where those dirt roads go. Uh, mm. We were coming back from Drummond Island, driving through South Dakota, and left and right, there's just BLM roads. And I, and I knew they were roads, and she's just looking at me going, if you do, it's over. We're, I'm just going to have to leave you. So uh, <laughs> we've been driving for a while. Jesus. We're done. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, I mean, that's, a, that's an ultimatum. That's yes, an ultimatum. <laughs> but the mirror, okay. uh, the mirror is important. Um, I, and the other thing for me, uh, always recovery equipment. Use your first uh, order of business, pinch, mm-hmm. those yep. kinds of things, um, yep. especially if you go out by yourself at all. Um, and if you go out by yourself, um, and in that picture is a spot device. Um, so we have the ability to just press a button and get some help. Uh, it's a satellite, <laughs> two way messages or receive them. Smart. Um, yeah. And again, it's one of those things you don't have to have. If you go out every weekend with your buddies and you've got a you know, a, a rock crawler and that's all you're doing, you're trailing it down, you probably don't need that kind of stuff. Mm. 
But if you're going out and you're checking out a shelf road and leaving your wife on the cliff, you probably should have one of those things. Yeah, not a bad idea. I actually saw it earlier. It was either this week or, or the week before somebody rolled a Tacoma on Engineer Pass. Like, Still down there, I think. Is it really? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's shit. It's probably going to take a bit of a... Um, I know like, when they have recoveries here at the Alpine level, it's always difficult, um, mm-hmm. not just from an engineering standpoint, but from a permission standpoint. When, I mean, mm-hmm. you've got to get all kinds of people involved. It's going to uh, be an expensive pull. Yeah. When I first came out here, I did a couple of recoveries with a group called Colorado 4x4 Rescue and Recovery. Um, and these guys are way smart now. They, they really know what they're doing. They'll get out there and they'll get that stuff, but it takes a while sometimes to get to that mm-hmm. place. Yeah. I mean, there's the environmental aspect too, you know, not just in what did the vehicle spill, but also like if you got to bring a, a backhoe or something deep into the woods, what's it going to do to the, to the trails themselves? Mm-hmm. So exactly. yeah, the, but- the beacon thing is smart. We're seeing more and more of that. And, and that's, and, and that was born of just a place where I was more worried about, um, you know, the people I was with, if something should happen to me, I don't mm-hmm. want them to be without the ability to call for help out in the middle of nowhere. Um, we don't really have signal in most places here. Yeah. And people don't realize how remote, like even just some parts of Colorado are like well, 30 I mean, miles outside Denver, you know? Yeah. And sometimes it's not just remote. Um, the mountains here are a significant block. So you, there's places where you can drive 15 minutes from a, rel- a relatively populated area and have no cell phone service whatsoever. So yeah, it's, yeah. it's important to have extra communication, especially here. If you're just going to the off-road park, you don't really need to spend that kind of money. Mm. Okay. Where in Colorado are you? Uh, so right now we live in Castle Rock. Uh, we're headed down to a monument a little bit later this year. Uh, we're actually gonna be moving about 15 minutes away from a, a trailhead down there, which is kind of awesome. That doesn't um, suck. Yeah, no, it doesn't suck. It was, it was, it was completely by accident. Um, and it's one of those shelf ones. And my wife hates it, but it, it's what, still going to be great. Which trail? If you don't uh, Mount sharing. Herman Road. It's, it's just a simple uh, access road, really, to Rampart Range, which is a 60-mile long trail that runs uh, from Garden of the Gods in Colorado to a mm-hmm. town called Sedalia. Uh, it's got a ton of trails off of it. Uh, Very that's where cool. a lot of the front rangers spends their time on the weekends. Oh, wow. Okay, so I'm hopefully driving out there, so I'll have to. Uh, yeah, I heard I'll have to. Ping. Yeah, so I heard in the last one you were coming out this way. Yeah, yeah, trying to figure out how and when, mostly when, but it'll be not it'll January. be in, in 22. No, no, January's <laughs> too cold. Oh, I know. I'm I'm well, looking at maybe like Prescott, Arizona, or something. January. That's doable. And that's, that's what we plan on spending our time in the winter. Because it, it, yeah. as soon as October hits, you can't get above ten thousand feet here. Yeah, my best friend lives in Denver, and and he's like, oh yeah, no, October's the best. That's like when the snow starts for skiing. Jesus, like we're really yeah, just getting up. dusted. Yeah, those are not my priorities. No, no. me either. <laughs> no interest, but he loves it. So, yeah, I mean, the trails out there look absolutely amazing and, and do need to uh do more exploring so Ooh, i found michigan you found you found michigan for from his photo state. reel from his oh. photo reel like I'm, <laughs> i've been scrolling i've been trying to keep up and... promise michigan one, and colorado yeah. kind of look the same i'm sorry yeah. i have a lot of pictures man uh, <laughs> do a lot of pictures they're good pictures thousand i think since i've moved to colorado holy shit it's, oh it's my god that's that's a ton of pictures. Michigan, that kind of looks like kind of looks like Pennsylvania and kind of looks like Maine. You know yeah. what it was? It was a definite diff flush when I got home. That's oh, really? 
Yeah. What's the diff breather situation on the JKs? Uh, yeah, it goes me... up to the defender well. It's nothing fancy. Just to the fender? Yeah. And uh, mm. just above the, the back fender well. So it's it's not going to give you much. You're going to want to add some to it. Yeah. Okay. But we don't Personal... really get like that here in Colorado. Yeah, and that's true. I, I almost got swamped in Michigan. Um, and that was the time I realized the importance of actually, you know, probing an obstacle before you run into it. It was just uh, mm. very lucky mm-hmm. to get out of it. <laughs> I did a lot of the stick test this past Saturday. Mm, yes. And then I saw the snakes in the mud and proceeded to run away. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, fair I'm... enough. No, so, thank yeah. you. And yeah, that's, that's just kind of the lighter area. I think that's, uh, I think it looks like Nemesis. Um, but yeah, that's. Um, but yeah, the those those areas weren't too bad because the island sits uh, pretty much level with the water itself on the edges. Um, the problem is, is that this southern end of the island gets uh, a whole lot more harsh weather coming up mm-hmm. and it digs out the trails more. Uh, and then that's what I got stuck in is something they call a tank trap. Tank uh, trap. A tank trap, which is all it's just a giant mud hole. Um, the worst yeah and then i had to swim through it to get my winch line and you know all those fun things and you you learn yourself i'm Mm -hmm. still learning i've been doing this for five six years i'm still learning there's always something to learn and everybody knows somebody who thinks they know everything and they'll be humbled inevitably oh and it's fun to watch that sometimes it's the fucking best (laughs) so all right so uh what's your favorite trail let's do favorite let's do best three Oh, yeah. Well, favorite trail is hard. Um, at this point now, I'm uh, somebody was asking me today, and I think I'm up over 140 trails total that I've written up. Just um, documented, just what you've written for. Yeah. yeah. So, and some of those are shorter, some of those are longer. Um, my all time favorite trail is Argentine Pass. Uh, Argentine Pass is just outside of Georgetown, Colorado, and it's about, uh, starts at about 9,000 feet, goes up to, um, I want to say, 13.1, 13.2. It's got 13.162 on here. Yes. And it's the highest that you can drive. Uh, it's one of the, the highest peaks that you can drive to uh, in the country off-road. Oh, so wow. you can get Pikes Peak, which is paved, and you can get to Mount Evans, which is paved. Um, but that, all of that is just dirt and rocks. Uh, and there's actually a couple of obstacles that have kind of formed over the years there just due to people running it out because it's, this is another one that's close to Denver and very popular. Mm-hmm. Um, this was actually the second trail that I rode up. Uh, the first trail that was called Hunky Dory Mine. Unfortunately, that trail got closed the same year that I mapped it. Um, but Argentine is still open. Uh, it's got an amazing old float mine on it. Um, and it's got some other, just some really, uh, it, the float mine was, uh, was a float they, mine. they separated the ore when it came down off the mountain. There's a lot of oh. mining in this particular area. Interesting. There was a Waldorf mine in Santiago. Santiago is the one that's still intact. Um, and I was actually able to go back into a few years ago, which is really cool. I mean, that's pretty rad. Shame about Hunky Dory because I mean, best name ever. But it, it was, <laughs> no, it was. It's part of the reason why I picked it. There you go. Uh, that's oh god, that's so good. Uh, I could spend hours. I spend hours up there every time I go. Uh, if you see me going up that way, there's a good chance you'll see me at the summit for a good hour or two. Is how fun to be so, on top. Just, yeah. I how many years ago? How many years ago is that? And and how far has the Jeep come? Because I can tell just from that picture that it's come a long way. <laughs> yeah, I know. You can carbon date how old the picture are based on what kind of upgrades have been done. 
I, fenders aren't cut there. Uh, I don't necessarily know if it had a, a new win, a front winch. I don't think it did. Yeah, I didn't see it. It looked, it looked pretty stock. It was probably brand new when I got it. Home. <laughs> maybe whether maybe whether or not I should have got up there was questionable. Eh, you made it. I okay. knew it though. I knew the trail. I think it'll be all right. Yeah. I got those MTs. I'll be all right. Yeah. Famous last words. <laughs> <laughs> I'm running MTs. Okay. Uh, street air. Yep. Street air yeah. pressure. Yep. Okay. Fine. Go for it. See that all the time. I only popped one. And I popped it on Argentine, actually. Oh, well. Ironic. Reason to upgrade. Yeah, it, oh, that was the, I was so happy that day. Um, we had a hailstorm, um, I want to say about three, four weeks ago. And uh, usually my Jeep is in the garage when we're not out. And this particular time, it happened to be at the Jeep dealership, thanks to that Mopar Plus. Um, and we had a hailstorm roll through. And... It, first time ever I had hail damage and I was everybody's like oh I'm so sorry you got hail damage I'm like what are you talking about it's gonna cost me money but I'm getting a new hood yeah so yeah <laughs> always a reason to upgrade you can get get one of those uh one of the crazy uh like Rubicon recon hoods I you know what I like the DV8 one uh DV8 has some really cool DV8. style stuff lately yeah it's um it, it's just got a nicer scoop to it and I, I don't really want um, I don't want to take over one of the other Jeep models hood scoop types. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, that's pretty good. That's like almost muscle car esque. Yeah, it's got the I mean, center I mean, bulge. Isn't. You know, he's not going to beat anything going off the line, but he can look mean. Yeah, right. And <laughs> I know the angry eyes are controversial, but he looks mean. Yeah, he's uh, are really they controversial. Angry. Mm. Uh, it's a, yeah, don't let's not get into that. I, I so my my boss the other day, she has a new JLU, uh, and she was like, "What should I do to it?" And I was like, "Tires, like not angry eyes, like don't do any of that stuff." Like really, uh, I I think her first model B, uh, she's got a six year old and a booster, so she wants some kind of more skeletal half door for her daughter. So when they take the doors off, she still has something. Mm-hmm other than the seatbelt keeping her in the car. And I was like, yeah, you'll be fine. I think DV8 also makes pretty good half doors. Do that. From what I've seen, yeah. Yeah, they make pretty, like, meaty-looking ones that are actually solid. Yeah, I, I, I'd probably get rid of them at this point, and, and, but now they're almost part of the Jeep. So uh, when I first got it, there was a large effort by me to tamp down the yellow. Uh, it was very bright. It's very, very bright. It's, it's bright. It's definitely yellow. It's definitely, you see it. You see it coming. You see it yeah. in the videos. It's, Dude. it's turned out to be a very oh bright color for that. Yes. I just bought a sweatshirt for the quadding trips. I needed, I had to replace a sweatshirt. So I went on Amazon and found like, like, you know, the color of the fire engines that respond on airport, like on, yeah. on like, yeah. that's the or, color sweatshirt. I, highlighter yellow. Yeah, pretty much. It's amazing. Or, or okay, as it's referred wait. to now, safety viz. Like, it's it's high safety. Yeah. So Chris has a video up and you have the infamous clear panel freedom top. Clear top. I do. Clear top. How's your experience been? And also do you get scorched in the summer? So my experience with it is good. Um, but I do I preface that when I tell people because I use it differently than some might. Um, I have three tops total now for the, the Jeep. It's excessive, but it is what it is. 
the, the regular fiberglass hardtop pieces, which I don't really use anymore. Um, and then the clear top and a Sunrider soft top from Best Top that I switch between. Um, I usually run the clear lid for four months, uh, January or so until spring. Um, and that's just because I really can't pop the top anyway. And then in the summer, I'd much rather be able to, to throw it back. And mm -hmm. soft top has kind of become a little bit harder to, to do back and forth. Um, so that's why I ended up getting the sliding windows for the hard top. But yeah, it's, it, I mean, that Jeep is five years old now. Every little upgrade and tweak to it has just been a matter of convenience and what I wanted, what I needed to do for it. Mm -hmm. um, you know, all the crap on the dashboard is every little piece is, you know, an iPad, just all little stuff, little stuff. We don't, what the one thing that the reason I don't have the TJ today is twofold. Uh, the, the first one is that it was all rusted. You know, it, it, it's first 20 years. I know that the surprise is to you. Yes, I know. Oh, shocked. Yeah. Uh, um, <laughs> but yeah, the, uh, the amount of rust, uh, it just, I couldn't maintain it anymore. Um, and then uh, the, what it, the, basically the person that had done a lot of work on it for me had talked me into a four inch lift and, and tires that weren't really what I needed. And none of it was what the kind of wheeling that I really wanted to do. Um, and so when I started looking at whether or not it was worthwhile to repair the frame damage and do all those downgrades and, and the rest of it, I found somebody who was 13 years old and needed the project car. So mm -hmm. hopefully I see it back out on the trails there someday. Hopefully, hopefully it's still going. Save a J, save a TJ rather. I, I, I still love that Jeep. I had it for 20 years. I loved it, but mm -hmm. I eventually came down to the point where like, I can't do it to myself anymore. <laughs> Chris had one. Chris, yours mine. probably is rusted into the mine was somewhere, in florida but... there's no way that oh, would survive that salt Anything weather on the coast like... is gone by now yeah, yeah. i was and chicago it... so that's halfway and it was oh way gone yeah, yeah. It, it's super rare to see a tj around here that's even 90 percent rust free well, i don't but, you know the ones around me kind of look rust free but that's because i'm not underneath them yeah <laughs> take a pen see what happens exactly. oh screwdriver I'm... I spend a lot of time washing this Jeep now. And part of it is because, I mean, I take a lot of pictures and a lot of video. You want it to be clean for those types of things. Mm. Uh, and the other part of it is just, I don't want another rusted Jeep. Yeah. Yeah. I've been doing a lot of reading about like the frame undercoatings and such. And it, it's such, it's such a wash, you know, you can do like the, like the spray stuff, but then it stays wet all year. And if you have to do any work on it, your hands are freaking gross. But did we talk yeah. about the Canadian forerunner? that i saw yeah we did yeah, the one that, that yeah yeah, okay. yeah yeah that Sorry. was pretty funny um it still so, was rusted <laughs> yeah that's no surprise i mean the one i bought had you know the factory spray and then or the dealer installed rust prevention and then year after year but still rusty as hell um so, the I ever had in the yeah um so the the trails off road crew is there like a general through line on vehicles or is it all over the place um you know what's fun is if you uh, if you check out the trails off-road youtube channel you'll see a lot of different vehicles there um and i think that's kind of the cool part about it is it, as long as it's got four wheels and can move forward um and it's a full-size vehicle that you can wheel with it with us mm -hmm. uh, we don't care uh, we got people running you know lexuses um and we've got people running old beat up Chevys um, and it doesn't as long as it gets you out there and gets you back it doesn't matter mm -hmm. um, it, it's more about 
being willing to do all that data collection and then come back home and spend all the time putting it together when you're done. Yeah, man, that's, I, I can't imagine. I mean, I like, I write occasional trip reports for like Tacoma world and, you know, for Hooniverse or something, but that alone is, is a, is a freaking job, you know? Oh yeah. I mean, the, we, you know, we ask our community to leave trail reviews so that we can get, you know, get an update on what mm-hmm. things are going on. Uh, the nice part about our trails too, that we really wanted to make sure we were doing was updating them. And the best way to do that was if, Hey, somebody tells you there's a problem, go out and check it out. Um, so chances are, is if you drop a comment on one of my trails that says that something is different from the write-up that you see, uh, I'm going to be out there within two to three weeks, probably to check it out and, or to get an update if I can't get it from somebody on the ground. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's just a, I think that comes a, a matter of pride. A lot of us who are still doing this, um, you know, there's, we had a lot of people we started, we don't have so many people anymore, but the people that we do have are very dedicated. Um, and we want to put out a good product for folks. We want to put out a good guide. Uh, I want people to have fun. I got stopped uh, two weekends ago uh, by two people that had just watched all the videos for a couple of roads here and they just see me pull up for gas. And the last thing I want is somebody coming to me going, dude, I rolled my Jeep. Mm-hmm. So, or you misled me. And I, you know, I, I had a huge problem because you said it was easy and it was hard or said it was hard and it was easy and I had a bad day. Exactly. And it's, I mean, and it's important for me at a personal level to make sure that I maintain that trust. Uh, and it's important for us as a website that we may maintain that trust with our users too. Mm-hmm. Uh, we don't ever want to be that, that website people like, oh, that stuff's out of date. We're, we're not going to be those folks. Right. Yeah. And I mean, you guys offer, there's the option for, you know, premium, like buy-in pack too. It's not just, in fairness, it's not all free. So well, there's no, and- like a little bit of responsibility on that side as well. Yeah, there is. Um, so the, the nice part is, is that most of the popular trails, especially the stuff that you see in MOBADs, all that stuff is free. Uh, you can get access to mm-hmm. the, the basic information. Uh, what you get access to, it's 25 bucks a year, and you get access to the um, additional trail rating information, um, the detailed route descriptions, and, the, and more information on the waypoints. Um, so it's just kind of drilling into that. And then there are some more trails. You know, as we as writers kind of go out and find those trails that no one knew about, uh, those are kind of coming in. We give those directly to our members to look at and go out and kind of explore those trail guides. Um, but it, for 25 bucks a year, it's less than a half tank of gas. Yeah, seriously. I need a dollar. I this is my favorite thing ever because I was on the on the website and I, I I was like, oh, search by state. And I click Kansas. It it's exactly what I expected it to be. <laughs> <laughs> No, I looked at Kansas. There's not a whole lot, my friend. No, there's, it's because literally it's, what is it, Ross, less than 1% is public land. Like, yeah, it's all owned by farmers and ranchers. Yeah, Yeah, I tried. I I looked. uh, It was like, I'm going to be driving through it. I may as well check. I I have some dirt road routes that we can, we can direct you to, but nothing that like the the local group, they're like, all right, I'm new to the area. What trails? And we're like, there are no trails. Like trails Mm -hmm. don't exist here. Yep. Yeah. Oh, Kansas City, that's not too far from land between lakes and some of that stuff. Well, Arkansas and the Ozarks is yeah. three hours south, like southeast. Yeah. Close enough. I just, All right. So, uh, I thought it was hilarious that there's nothing. <laughs> so, well, I'll show you Connecticut and then you'll laugh in my face. But uh, I'm going to click Connecticut right now. And yeah. 
Yeah, I got the exact same reaction. Yeah, no trace. Trust me, I have. We are seriously looking for East Coast writers, though. So if it's something that you're interested in doing, by all means, man, reach out. Yep. Uh, let us know, and we'll walk you through the process and what it takes and uh, what what you're committing to. I appreciate the offer, and we'll consider it. I just need the time. Oh yeah, why don't you take an upgrade? You just add another day to your week. Yeah, dude, oh, another day to the week wouldn't even scrape the surface right now. Oh, I know. Yeah. So, all right. So crunching on time, uh, what's your off-road unobtainium for vehicle and trail? What are, what's your like perfect combo in the land of off-road perfection? Um, water crossings and shelf roads, uh, water cross, something's inherently fun about them. Uh, something's inherently just cool about the fact that you can drive a Jeep through it without having to worry too much about anything. Mm-hmm. Um, like Alaska style crossings where you're going through like huge, deep and wide washes or are we talking I, yeah, personally, like- I would love to do some of those types of trails up in Alaska. And, and it is a goal and a bucket list. Um, and there's one trail called Coney and it went through the video earlier. Um, but that's, it's about as deep as it gets here. And it's, it's really cool to go do, but it's packed because it is the only one that we can do here. Mm-hmm. Um, but shelf roads, the nice part about Colorado is that shelf roads are prevalent and it's very easy to find yourself one that you can be quiet and alone on mm-hmm. and what about vehicle what's your uh what's the dream do you, or do you have it i you know what i i thought about this recently because the bronco came up um and i i want i need an off-road trailer uh, because i really love my two-door uh and i every time i think about going to a four-door i just can't do it uh the broncos look really nice i really like the interiors on them uh, but I, I don't think I could part with the Jeep, even if I got a Bronco for camping or whatever else. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think I think the the only thing I want to add at this point, the only thing I want to change is to add an off road trailer, um, just so that we can get out there and spend some more time uh, when we're mapping and stuff like that. And, yep, don't have to rush. Actually, exactly. can like do that. Exactly. There's no camp comfortably. Tourism. Yeah, it's my only complaint about the Jeep. It's just, just no space. Right. They have to do like. A modern equivalent of the LJ, like a two door with a wheelbase between the two door and the four door. So hard when I was young, and and then I got older, and as I got older, the first thing I was like, oh man, I really wish they were still making the LJs. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, to, to buy a good one now is like fucking twenty twenty five. Oh, first. Yeah. Friend, our friend Ryan, one of our mappers, he has one, and it's gorgeous. But I couldn't I even imagine what it would cost now. I knew that Jeep had done it wrong where Dirt Every Day took the first JL they could get and converted it to like an LJ two-door. I was like, yep, that's the dream. Maybe you missed the market here, guys. Like, hey, we, we kept trying to say, like, as, as a collective group, we kept saying we want a two-door truck. Want a two-door truck? Great, mm-hmm. here's a four-door. Yeah, so, here's a fucking right. 210-inch long truck or whatever it is. Yeah. It's crazy long. It's opposite. It is an enormous vehicle. Might as well take my wife's Camaro out and move forward. <laughs> Probably the, be more fun. The funny thing about that is I, I applied for a Facebook group today and it was like full size overlanders or whatever, but it was like Tacoma and gladiators like get out. Like that is, mm. you do not count as full size. Here we are talking about how big it is. <laughs> how long is the gladiator? It's really long. It's not suburban long, but it's pretty long. It's 218. Sorry. Jesus. My 05 Avalanche was 220. That's a huge truck. Like it's it's massive. And that's why I can't get on board with one. It's just too it's too long. If it's I can't the, get on board with a four-door. 
Yeah, yeah. It's the exact contrary to the two-door JK, which is like still small, maneuverable, and, and light. Yeah. Gladiators, none of those. The funny thing about that is the Suburban's half a foot longer. Jesus Christ. <laughs> That's not surprising. And, and fits in my garage. <laughs> so you're taking that in like like twos, right, at the most? On, on the rating scale? Probably. Yeah. Well, right now... Right now, you need some better tires. Yes, I definitely need better wheels tires. Before. In Colorado, that kind of thing doesn't matter. I've seen a Mustang on a trail here. so. Well, that was my some of my favorite clips of last summer were the... God, what fire was it that shut down 70? It was oh, near Glenwood, Glenwood Spring. Canyon. The between, yeah, like the canyon one there. But it was like Google Maps was just like routing people off 70. And it was like some guy in a Chrysler 300 who looked yep. like he was on a trail and was like leaving bumpers behind. Mm-hmm. So Clear Creek County has now put up signs at every be- at the beginning of all of those trails that says you do not trust your GPS. I just saw it Sunday and I know that they're there and I don't need to ignore them. Yep. So it, it still happens. It still happens. No surprise. No surprise. All right. Unfortunately, I have to call it. Got a life obligations. Cool. I can wrap the show up. Uh, you can rate and review this show on iTunes. You can like and subscribe to us on YouTube. You can like and subscribe to Trails Off-Road on YouTube as well. There are a lot of videos on their channel. A lot of videos. For the audio listener, I was scrolling through their uh, channel. I didn't click on anything because there's a lot. Uh, there's but a I lot did, of trails and there's a lot of features. I did notice a lot of yellow Jeeps. I could pick out the yellow Jeep as I was going up and down the list there. I, kinda, I like that part of it. See, Stands yeah. out. 140 yeah. trails, 120 videos. That's so many videos. That's a lot. Uh, You can follow JD specifically. It's at me underscore and underscore my underscore yellow underscore JK on Instagram. If you just search for uh, me and my yellow JK. It definitely comes up. It'll come up. It'll come up. Uh, Yeah. And then it's at Trails Off-Road is their Instagram. At Trails Off-Road on everything. Um, I don't think we're on Twitter these days. We've got YouTube, Instagram, uh, and Facebook. You're not missing website. Twitter these days. And the website. Uh, Trails I, I Off-Road website. Is... It's, it's drug, and that's why I'm not on it anymore. Yeah. The nice thing is I've been re-curating my feed. So, like, I've I've literally got it down to, like, weird car Twitter, weird off-road stuff. I've got rid of most of, like... All and then, like, and then, Bravo, sir. I cannot self-regulate at that level. Yeah. It's like my... It's like my... I can. I just don't have Twitter. team <laughs> contributors. That's it. <laughs> You have it. I tag you and stuff all the time. You have no idea. Do you really? No. Oh. <laughs> Robbie and Joel, every time oh, they're on the show. Have an and posting on yeah. Apparently. Oh, I'm going to look at that one day in like five years and somebody's going to have gonna, like an alter. It's going to be like 500 plus notifications of people Seriously. talking to you and you not doing anything. So, um, okay. So we did, <laughs> we did JT. We got trails off road. Yeah. guys. Uh, Hooniverse is the Hooniverse on Twitter, the real Hooniverse on Instagram. You can read what we write on Hooniverse, UTV driver, ATV writer, and everyday driver again? Again, soon. Yes. I need to get a press vehicle so I can write something. Like, <laughs> none of my updates lately, but like, yeah. Hope well, one of the everyday driver articles is about the Jeep. So, yeah. Hopefully, I've got stuff coming up in October. And yeah. Yes. Robbie, shoot me a text. I don't know if Robbie's listening or not. Hopefully he is. By the time this airs, we should have all of that cleared up because it's travel stuff. So Ross, you can follow on Instagram. He's at no, not like the one from Friends, which seriously, like Friends is making a comeback. 
Like how? <laughs> That's a friend's joke. Oh. <laughs> if the boss doesn't get it, and that makes it funnier for me. So. I'm okay. <laughs> Uh, I'm at Overlanding Dad, and we did a show. And for the audio listener, it. you got a Friends reference, and the video, you'll have to go find the YouTube if yeah. you want the Friends. Yeah, audio listeners have to check this one out, have to see the pretty pictures. It's uh, it's worth it. So thank you, JD, for coming on. Yep. Thanks so much for having me, guys. All right, JD, it's nice to meet you, and appreciate you coming on the show. And uh, yeah, I have to uh, have to go do adult things now. Pretend I'm an adult. <laughs>